February 25th. Mark chapter 7, verse 24, through chapter 8, verse 10. Then Jesus left Galilee and went north to the region of Tyre. He tried to keep it secret that he was there, but he couldn't. As usual, the news of his arrival spread fast. Right away, a woman came to him whose little girl was possessed by an evil spirit. She had heard about Jesus, and now she came and fell at his feet. She begged him to release her child from the demon's control. Since she was a Gentile born in Syrian Phoenicia, Jesus told her, First, I should help my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even the dogs under the table are given some crumbs from the children's plates. Good answer, he said, and because you have answered so well, I have healed your daughter. And when she arrived home, her little girl was lying quietly in bed, and the demon was gone. Jesus left Tyre and went to Sidon, then back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him to a private place away from the crowd. He put his fingers into the man's ears. Then, spitting onto his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue with the spittle. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and commanded, Be opened! Instantly the man could hear perfectly and speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. For they were completely amazed. Again and again they said, Everything he does is wonderful. He even heals those who are deaf and mute. About this time, another great crowd had gathered, and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days, and they have nothing left to eat. And if I send them home without feeding them, they will faint along the road, for some of them have come a long distance. How are we supposed to find enough food for them here in the wilderness? His disciples asked. How many loaves of bread do you have? He asked. Seven, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, broke them into pieces, and gave them to his disciples, who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found, too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to pass them out. They ate until they were full, and when the scraps were picked up, there were seven large baskets of food left over. There were about 4,000 people in the crowd that day, and he sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Dalmanutha. Hi, I'm Jeff Zindorf, First Face. I'm 30 years old from Wilmington, Ohio. Um, 
I uh, am have been addicted to fun since I can remember. I've always just wanted more, uh, and uh, this is my third time back here. I've been in and out of treatment centers most of my adult life, trying to get my life back on track. Um, nothing was ever working. I thought I could run from my problems, substitute my problem, my addiction with uh, another addiction. Nothing was ever working. Well, it would work for a little bit, and I would think that I, I had it under control and go out just to fall again. Uh, but like I said, this is my third time back here. I, uh, uh, I know that Jesus, Jesus can work. I've, uh, when I was in here my first time, I made it uh, about halfway through third phase. And when I was in here, uh, that first time, I was becoming a man that uh, I never knew before. Uh, a guy that had dreams and, and goals and was doing doing things that that I personally wasn't used to doing and good habits. I was building good habits and uh, I was proud of who I was becoming. Um, and that's all because of Jesus. And I'm not saying that Jesus doesn't exist outside of here. I'm just saying that the refuge helps me helps me see it more clear, if that makes any sense. Um, but anyway, uh, I'm becoming this man that I could be uh, that my parents would be proud of, that I was proud to be, and. Like I said, halfway through third phase, and uh, I end up leaving the ministry with a really close friend of mine, Aaron Maines. And uh, we we leave on a weekend pass, and as soon as we leave, we uh, never plan on coming back. We found a job, a place to stay, and. Uh, Slowly, day by day, we, I, I, I stopped doing the things that I learned while I was here. I, you know, I fell out of uh, the word and just the, the, the positive habits that I was making while I was here, I slowly stopped doing. And these old habits that I was trying to get rid of slowly started coming back. You know, I started smoking cigarettes again. Uh, I got on subs uh, just to make some money, and uh, life's going on. Uh, me and my roommate Aaron uh, eventually get our own apartment. We uh, also started slowly drifting apart, and I see him going down this path that um, I knew was the wrong was was bad and that was one of the most important things that I 
that I thought that I should take from here was having an accountability partner and being able to hold someone accountable. And like I said, I seen this, seen one of my, who I claim to be one of my really good friends. I see him going down the wrong path and I just sit by and let him do his thing. On Christmas night, uh, the last thing I ever hear from him was him asking me to smoke crack. Um, the next day, I find him dead on the floor. Um, so um, that's uh, something that I need to accept. Um, something that I struggle with still. Um, I can. Uh, I'm, I'm back here to to build these habits again and to become the man that I know that God wants me to be. And uh, I can promise you that I will never make that mistake of not holding someone accountable uh, when I see them going down the wrong path again. So, like I said, I'm back and I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that, that I'm supposed to be here and I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to see what God has planned for me and uh, just to let my brothers know around me that I do love you but like I said I can't make the same mistake that I did with my buddy and expect me to hold you accountable when it matters so yeah that's all I got love you guys Psalm 41, verses 1 through 13. For the choir director, a psalm of David. Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor! The Lord rescues them in times of trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and eases their pain and discomfort. O Lord, I prayed, have mercy on me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. But my enemies say nothing but evil about me. How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me as if they are my friends, but all the while they gather gossip. And when they leave, they spread it everywhere. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst for me. Whatever he has, it is fatal, they say. He will never get out of that bed. Even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again, so I can pay them back. I know that you are pleased with me, for you have not let my enemy triumph over me. You have preserved my life because I am innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Bless the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives forever from eternal ages past. Amen and amen.
Proverbs chapter 10, verses 15 and 16. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their calamity. The earnings of the godly enhance their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin.